I'm just calling to check in, see how you're doing. Hope you're having a good day. I really need to talk to you. Um, also, go listen to Ariana Grande's new album. Love you. It's gonna work out sooner than later. You don't have to worry about tomorrow. Hello, and welcome back to our second episode of Broken Tip Jar. We are your hosts, Hannah and Allie. And last week, we talked about anxiety and what that looks like for us and our journeys with anxiety. And I just want to reiterate that we are not professionals and we were just sharing our own opinions. Um, but if you're really, really struggling, I really encourage you to um, seek professional help. But we wanted to move away from anxiety and move into maybe the opposite of anxiety or the antithesis of anxiety, which in my opinion would be joy. And I think Ali is going to also talk about contentment and how they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, no, I think joy is a great way to transition out of the idea of fear and anxiety because we we're talking about how do we handle this this fear and the anxiety that kind of takes over our life and I think the only true way to handle it is to look at your life from a different perspective and in turn find joy despite the anxiety and the fear because joy is more of a consistent thing rather than the ups and downs of happiness so I think we're gonna kind of just dive into how do we do that and what does that look like and have a little fun. We're gonna have a little fun. Yeah. So I thought it might be good just to give some context and define joy since we're gonna be talking about it and using that word. And specifically how the biblical definition of joy is different than the like Google definition of joy. And <laughs> Google. We love Google, but you know Google equals earthly definition. <laughs> but if you Google joy, it says that it's a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. And I looked up what the biblical definition of joy would be, and it was on justdisciple.com. Shout out. Oh. Um, and they said that the- <laughs> The truth for everything truth. at justdisciple.com. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. But they said that the biblical <laughs> definition of joy would be a feeling of good pleasure and happiness, which I think it's interesting that they are the same up until that point. It goes on to say that, so a feeling of good pleasure and happiness that is dependent on who Jesus is rather than on who we are or what is happening around us. Joy comes from the Holy Spirit abiding in God's presence and from hope in his word. So when we talk about joy, the definition, the Google definition isn't incorrect, but the definition that the Bible right. gives is so much richer, I think, and so much more everlasting. I don't know. See, I don't know how I'd feel about those definitions because in my own life, I would categorize, and again, I'm just speaking from my own thoughts in my head. I would categorize happiness as a feeling, mm -hmm. but joy for myself, I think you get feelings of happiness from joy, but joy itself, I almost feel like is a choice in some ways because every day you're not going to be happy or you're not going to have the best day or you're not going to be like, wow, I just exude smileyness and happiness and all those things right. like you're not gonna always feel that way but I feel like even in those times you can have joy I feel like even if you were in jail or even if you were like going through the worst time of your life mm -hmm. and had a bunch of anxiety and fear like we talked about last week or even just like you lost your job or right. you didn't know what you were gonna do in the future you can still have joy you just may not always feel happy but I think that's kind of like I think that's the power and the beauty of what joy we're talking about you know yeah I think it's kind of like a cause and effect like if you can right if you can find that joy and acknowledge the goodness of what Jesus is doing in your life the bible talks about joy and sorrow and, and finding joy and hardships then 
I think happiness will usually come as like the effect of finding that joy in right. the Lord. And like Ali said, obviously our life is fraught with struggles and hardships. And I think it's such a grace that we can have joy in those times because they are going to happen. See, would I even say right now? I don't know. I don't think I ooze joy right now. Mm-hmm. I think that I'm like working towards getting back to finding a place of joy. And I think there's some days like I'm like, yeah, this is the best day ever. I'm super happy. Like I feel like I have a lot of purpose. I feel driven. I feel like my future is like right where I want it and I'm working towards like pushing through what's going on and I'm finding passion again and I can look towards that joy. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just a step every day. Like it's so not easy. We talk about it like it's easy yeah. because how else do you talk about it? You have to kind of convince yourself this is what you have to look towards and this is what, you know, you have to make that choice. Yeah. You know, what's an active step someone can take to see the joy that the Lord has given them. Right. And I think part of that could even be writing like, it's going to sound really like Hallmark, but your joy moments <laughs> down. Um, and yeah. you can look back and be like, wow, the Lord really worked in that moment or you know the earth seems so beautiful in that moment and I think stuff like that can pull us out of a hard time or a time when we need to be like given a different perspective because you were talking about how yeah perspective makes a big difference with joy well I think again back to the anxiety thing a lot of that comes from anxiety and fear comes a lot from doubt and the unknown of not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow or what's going to happen today even. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the unknown, everyone is scared of the unknown. Like who doesn't, who enjoys the unknown? Very few people, I feel like. I guess Uh, you would like it if you're like, I I, I hate it. I know, I I do too, that's what I'm saying. Okay, the only time I actually enjoy the unknown is if I'm like on a trip and they're like, okay, we're going to go do some really fun thing, but I'm not telling you what. And then like I enjoy surprises, but not like that. No one likes true unknown. And so I think when you reflect on the things that you do know about this life, which for me, the only things I do know is that God has grace for me and he's in control. And so Mm -hmm. when I reflect on those things, like you said, I do get a new perspective and I don't have as much fear. And instead I have more joy just because I feel like I have a purpose and I can trust that. You know what I mean? Yes, definitely. It reminded me when you were talking of a verse in First Peter, and I have this written down. It didn't. <laughs> I'm not very good at like pulling <laughs> Did Bible spew it out of your head. <laughs> yeah, but I had written down First um, Peter one eight, and it says, "Though you have not seen him, you love him, and even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy." I just thought that was really powerful because I think that the joy that we can be filled with when it's has to do with like the Holy Spirit is just just like seeps out of us and onto <laughs> kind of gross, but like onto other people, you know, or whoever yeah. is in our environment at that time. And I think like how it's important to be vulnerable with our friends and family and even strangers is really important. I think the reverse is true where sharing the joys that we find in the Lord and even in the small things is also so important to share with other people. Yeah. I mean, another thing that is hard to deal with when you're trying to have joy is I would say for our age, especially contentment, just for girls and guys, even our age is super hard. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but it's really hard for me, at least just because routine is not as like solid as it used to be or as like it's going to be when you get a family or when you settle down. Right. You're kind of just taking each day step by step and making a plan for yourself. And so it's harder to have contentment when you're like making these decisions because 
you don't feel like you're at where you're going to be maybe even a few months from now. And so when you're not content with where you're at, it's harder to go back to that joy because you're always looking at what other people have or what you should be doing or the stresses that are happening and things like that. Especially with social media. I mean, come on. Mm, it's a joy, it's so it's hard a joy not, killer it's, a lot of the time. It's, yeah, no, for real, mm. because you're just looking at other people and whether you want to admit it or not, no one's like verbally comparing themselves. Like, man, she's so cool. Or man, right. I love that job. But like, just subconsciously, mm-hmm. that's what goes through your head when you see all these people. Because people only post the good stuff. I mean, come on. Yeah. I, I do. Yeah. I'm not out definitely. there posting like, I hate my life. Right. <laughs> like, right. So it's, it is harder to be content, but I think that if you can find that joy, it'll help you be more content, you know? Yeah. I think it's, you know, your early twenties is so funny. And I wanted to shout out to our friend Savannah Voss because I was talking to her on the phone the other day. We were saying how it's just so funny because in your early twenties, people always ask you like, what's new with you? And I feel like oh, that's, I hate that. like, that's what we ask each other even. Cause when I, I hadn't spoken to her in a while and I was like, so like, what's new with you? And she was like, oh, same, you know, how about you? And I was like, yeah, same, you know, it's like, yeah. really, it's real. just the same. And so I think there's almost like ambivalence there because it's like, I think it's important to find contentment in the, you know, I'm still in school waiting to graduate. I'm still in this job waiting to move on and like finding to contentment in that routine, but also finding contentment in how that routine could be like super jello and you don't know what you're doing in a couple months. And that's why it's like in the now, like joy, what can I find right now? This is something that will consistently be a struggle for my own life is like I have the hardest time. I feel like a lot of people can relate to this is just finding joy in the mundane. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's so easy for people to be like, you just have to accept the mundane. The mundane brings you to who you are god is working in the mundane and and he's going and it's true Mm -hmm. but like you hear that all the time and you're like "Uh uh-huh yeah yeah i know and it's like when you're actually in the mundane when you look back at it yeah you can see like how god has worked you can kind of see the storyboard of what he's doing Mm -hmm. but when you're actually just like waking up going to work getting home yeah eating dinner it's like oh my word you know what i mean like it doesn't ever feel like God is actually like, oh, man, God is really at work. Yeah. Which I don't know that he's always like doing something majestic in every mundane day. No, yeah. Well, it was it was definitely easy to find joy like in Cancun on my honeymoon. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, wow, this sunset. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know, it's easy to do that. Yeah. But I think that's when it comes down to like finding joy on a macro level when your days are pretty boring but like maybe a show that you watch consistently every week is coming out that day you know the new episodes coming out and whatever you know so it's like we were saying like it's so much about perspective yeah it is you were talking about writing down moments of joy so you can look back at them and get like a, a bigger perspective one thing i do which i love to do is to like take videos of trips or different memories and look back at them. And it kind of gives me a whole new perspective. Like when I'm in the funk, I'll just look back at like these times in my life that I made good memories with people and built my relationships even deeper. And it gives me a new perspective because I can look at my life more as a whole versus like each day singularly, you know? Yeah. Because I feel like when you look at each day singularly, it can be very just meh. This is a good day, but like, okay, mm-hmm. that's it. 
you know? Yeah. I, I have a problem with when people ask me, like, how was your day? I'm like, good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's all I say. I'm like, it was good. Yeah. That's it. You know? I know. I still look back. at So Alex and I obviously went to the same high school, and our senior mission trip was to Panama. And Alex put together a video of our Panama trip. And, I, like, I would say once a year I'll go look at it. And it's just so great to be able to go back and – and look at the way the Lord moved and just like, you know, our class and our friends being together. And I think it's such a unique way. You know, it's essentially like your diary, but yeah, and videos. I think it's also so important to be present when you feel like you are having those super happy moments or those moments of like Savannah, our friend that you mentioned earlier, would call it like alegria, which is just like pure happiness. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times, like when you are just living in the mundane, you can miss those precious moments. And then and in turn, you kind of like miss the joy that comes from it. But if you're present in the moments of like just going to the beach or like mm-hmm. jam into music in your car because like you literally can or mm-hmm. just, I mean, making a good dinner or even like going on a trip, just being present and truly enjoying those times yeah. can make you super grateful. Well, I think it's we are the we are the product of our world in, in some senses and our world is so like, go, go, go. And, you know, I can't wait until, and I'm so excited for, um, and we kind of, and I'm so guilty of this. I do this where I'm like, okay, look at my calendar. What's the next kind of like out of the ordinary thing that's happening. Oh, you know, Mm -hmm. Kevin, my husband's mom's coming to town. Okay. Check. I'm going to be really happy that weekend, you know, like something, something different, something new, or I'm going to Disney or whatever it may be. And I think it's just, what we're talking about is how it's so important to try to find joy. And that's all, all good things, you know? Yeah. But it's also good to find joy in the beach days, in the car rides. For sure. Um, I also think it's important to point out that joy is not ignoring the bad, but choosing to actively yeah. acknowledge the good. Yes, which is kind of what we were talking about earlier. It's kind of like a choice because it's not always – you're not always going to feel super joyous. Right. But – you can radiate that joy that comes from within if you actually, like you said, acknowledge the good instead of like focusing on the bad. Yeah. Which I've always been jealous of the people. I don't think I'm this kind of person. I've always been jealous of the people that just, no matter what they're going through, they just radiate joy, mm-hmm. which this brings me into my next point of gratitude. Mm-hmm. If you've ever been out of the country or you go to like third world countries and you see like children and you would bring them like a toy like a tiny little toy that no kid in America would be like yeah this is awesome Mm -hmm. and the joy on their faces and that is pure joy it's got to come from a place besides their circumstances because they don't have parents they don't have any family at all but they have a joy so when I look at them I'm like dang I wish I could be like that I wish I could be grateful and have a joy like that so my sister Erin and I have talked about this phrase unbridled joy and how you hear a lot of adults say like you know I can't wait to go I don't really go to Disney anymore but I can't wait to go when I have a child because Hmm. they're seeing everything for the first time and just through these eyes of like wonderment and you know I think when we grow super innocent yeah innocent and just like in awe and I feel like when we grow up we get sour I don't know you know there's a sense of like cynicism that comes with getting older and that's why I think so many people are I don't really like the term but like Disney adults because Hmm. you can go back to a place where it's accepted that there is a sense of fun and wonderment and awe and you can act like a kid again without judgment or whatever 
Yeah, so unbridled I always joy. be acting like a kid. <laughs> Never grow up. I feel no, but I feel like there's power in. You're right. There is power in just like, no matter what situations you're going through or how hard your day to day life will get as you get older, because I'm sure it's going to get harder. You don't have to put as much weight on those circumstances as we do, or mm-hmm. as the you don't have to put as much weight on the decisions you make as we tend to, because you're not in control. Right. And I think that's something I've always struggled with because like I I want to be in control and it's easy to want to be in control. Mm-hmm. But when you realize, like we we're talking about, and focus on what you do know, which is that you're not in control of your life, no matter how hard you try, you don't have to put as much weight on these decisions you're making or what's gonna happen tomorrow or where you're going to be the next day after that. Right. You know, and so when you don't put as much weight on that, it's easier to have joy, I think, because there's less pressure. And that's when you can just enjoy the moment, you know, because you don't have to think about, you're you're not having to think five steps ahead. Uh, I just wanted to mention two things that have, one that happened today and one that's been happening for two weeks now that really has really brought me joy. One of them is actually from a class that I'm taking and it's, called reading matters it's kind of one of those classes that you take to get an a so it's not super rigorous yeah but the whole You're like i'm gonna get an a <laughs> yeah check, check. <laughs> the whole point of the class is to help students enjoy reading again so you make the curriculum yourself hmm. with books that you have wanted to read but be, uh, haven't been able to and girl let me tell you i wish i could read i wish i, <laughs> I wish you could read, I can read. <laughs> No, I wish like when I sit down, I would rather pick up a book than watch a movie. Mm -hmm. But I'm so bad about that because I want to so bad. But at the same time, I lay down, I'm like, Netflix is calling my name. Okay, that's what I'm saying, though. So like in a something I wouldn't normally or I do find joy in structure, but structure probably isn't something people would find joy in normally. And so like, yeah, I'm being forced to read these books I like. But um, I've loved it. I've loved reading again and just um, – because I love reading. Like, I'm an English major. I love books. And it's just been so, I think, healing for my heart. Um, And also, like, I've, you know, insomnia – I don't want to say insomnia, but it's really hard for me to go to sleep at night. And reading instead of being on my phone has helped tremendously. So that's one thing that I've found joy in recently. And I was just telling Allie today that I went to Aldi. Shout out to Aldi. Um, I went to Aldi today. You love Aldi. I really do. And I was driving home and it was probably like 72 degrees and it was sunny and it was kind of breezy. And I was listening to James Taylor and Rhiannon from Fleetwood Mac and all these songs I grew up with. Not I didn't grow up with them, but my parents love music. And so yeah. I was introduced to all of those good people really early on in my life. And, and I was just driving on these back roads and I just kept, uh, I, I was finding myself getting choked up. And I was kind of like, kind of took me aback. I'm like, what is going on, you know? And yeah, that was a joy moment for me. And music is often a joy moment for me. But just I think it is for a lot of people. I, I think, think it that's is why. I think that's why we glorify musicians so much and celebrities in general is just because like we don't even know why we relate to them so much, but we do because of their music, you mm-hmm. know. And it can bring people such great joy, and it's a gift for sure. Yep. I would encourage people to go out there and like use the gifts you've been given and re like spark your passion for things. Like go out there and travel or go out there and eat good food and like stop getting McDonald's and eating in your bed, which I do all the time. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like go and like find energy again and Mm -hmm. just being around people because it's so easy in the mundane Mm -hmm. to not be around people, to just like 
you go to work, you come home, you sit on the weekends, you want to rest or you want to like chill out. Right. But I think it's, you can find joy in other people because when you're forced to like have relationship with people, talk to people, learn about them, um, love them despite, you know, what they've done or who they are, it's so much easier to find joy because it gives you purpose. It gives you light. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think God there and just like talk to people and learn their stories because one, it gives you gratitude and two, just makes you a happier person. I feel like go on something we're called to do. Go on a walk. Yeah, go on a walk. Go to the library. Read a book. Go to a coffee shop. You know, reach out. And I'm preaching to myself. Yes. Yeah. Go to the movie theater. Like, I love the movie theater. I love the movie theater. I love it. Jinx. No, but for real, I do love the movie theater. I don't know why everyone hates on the movie theater. Who hates on it? Like, they're like, everyone I know is like, you could just watch that for free in your bed. And I'm like, but I don't get my giant jumbo pretzel. I don't get my cherry coke. It's called an experience. I don't get to see the previews. Yes. It's called an experience. It doesn't matter that snacks and drinks are like $30. (laughs) Thank you. It's an experience. Hey. And I go on $5 Tuesdays, so all my tickets are $5. Oh, my gosh. Why aren't you going every week? That's incredible. I I pretty much used to. Now I've kind of been slacking, but I know, right? So good. So movie theaters are a perfect segue into our curtain call segment. That one was pretty good. <laughs> that was good. I like it. I like jingles. it. I was going to ask you. This is really important, okay? Okay, I'm ready. I was going to ask you because, so the SAG Awards happened recently, and then the Billboard WIM Awards, which honestly I had never even heard of, but it's- What is it? WIM? W-I-M. Yeah, W-I-M, Women in Music, which is a great award show. I'm happy that that exists. Actually, I think I saw something from that. I think it was Olivia Rodrigo's performance, which by the way, Mm -hmm. she always kills it in this style realm. Like it's a little, it's like punk- like teen, oh, but style. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were gonna Her say style. she kills yeah. it in performance because she is a well, great singer. Um, no, that too. Obviously. But her style is just so funky and fun. Yeah, for sure, definitely. I love it. Yeah. Well, I was gonna talk about like the difference in award show attire, like people's definition of award show attire, because you have the like people who like to go old Hollywood, you know, glamour, and the people who go like bold and daring, you know, and kind of like yes. conceptual. And I was going to ask you if okay. if you were going to go, let's say the Oscars or Grammys, whatever vibe you're feeling, if you, oh, someone called you Oscars, and they were like, I can't sing worth a crap. Well, you don't have to perform. You're just going to go meet the people. Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> but if someone called you and <laughs> That's said, fine. hey, you know, you're invited, what would you want to wear? <gasps> um, This is a like life-changing question. I don't know. I know. I do know that I would wear anything Zendaya has ever worn. She is my style icon when it comes to red carpets. She's a general icon. I don't know icon. who styles her. Oh, my God. She's telling it in every know, single sick. way. I'm so jealous of her and beautiful. Oh, I feel like but, so. I don't know if you saw Billie Eilish's dress at the Met Gala. Shoot. Which is the most Oscar recent one? The Renta maybe, but um, the big ball gown. Yeah. I yes. loved that dress. I would definitely go like I old Hollywood because that's just I feel like. I would want that to be my vibe in general, but yeah. Anyways, I like more of like I don't know. I like old Hollywood. No, I, I also, feel like you are like you would be. Miss I'm more Eddie. like the contemporary. I don't think I would do. Yeah, I don't think I would do like bold, like a meat dress, like Lady Gaga. That's <laughs> but just I a would whole another category. Like edgy, show a little, you know, have some gloss, show a little back or something like that. Well, I feel like you're just more but, like young. Like I feel like you know, like I feel like you're just more. Like, <laughs> what trendy. you mean? 
I did want to mention, we talked about a little bit. So a film came out recently called The French Dispatch, which was directed by Wes Anderson. And I kind of knew that Wes Anderson films were kind of like their own category. You know, like I knew. He's the guy. He's the guy that directed the Budapest one. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. But I there were a lot of favorites in this movie, you know, Tilly Chalamet being one of them and other people. <laughs> other people that we don't know all we know is timothy chalamet which is all we care about um but i was asking ali you know while i was watching it it's one of those movies where you're like wow i bet you like people in film school or like people who pride themselves on cinema knowledge this is like blowing their minds but to someone who thinks like the parent trap is the ultimate film it was kind (laughs) of it was kind of like what is happening right now? But you haven't yeah. seen it, so okay, it be hard to See, describe. I can appreciate weird film for sure. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about last week, Euphoria, that kind of like rides a line of like sometimes it just is like it's just for the aesthetic type yeah. of thing. And then there's also just really weird movies. Like I have a minor in film, and so we had to watch some of the weirdest movies, like weird you French have a minor movies, in weird. Film? Yeah, oh film gosh, studies. I didn't know that. That's so cool. Yeah. But so what's interesting is you say that, but I completely feel the same way you really? did. Like I watched some of these movies and some of them are cool and you can get the point and others you're like, they just are trying to be odd. Like right. they literally just want to do it so people will say, this is so unique. Yeah, this like, is so out uh, there. This is, is it or is it just really bad? This is like just <laughs> pushing the boundaries. I'm like. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think there's a line. These type of movies to me are akin to abstract art. That's the word I was looking for. And I was telling her whether it be like a canvas with like a couple red flicks of paint and it's like selling for $400,000 or whatever. And I'm like- I love those. I wouldn't spend $400,000 on them, but- You know, and it's just like, it's not that I think that it's bad or anything, but it's like, wow, I- Yeah. This is just above- this is going right over my head, you know? Yes, I, I feel, feel that. I feel that. Last thing I'll mention for to kind of close out this episode. Did you see? <laughs> I oh, can't even no. say it. Britney Spears. Yeah. Have you just like, doing do you follow the whole, her on like, Instagram? Naked and afraid thing. Well, <laughs> naked and not afraid, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, that kind of wraps up our conversation on pop culture and just joy in general. We're still trying to figure out how to truly have joy in the now, in the mundane, but also in the fun and super exciting parts of life. So thanks for listening. We really, really, truly appreciate it. Yeah, we really do. Yeah, so let us know what you want to hear from us and what topics sound interesting to you guys. We're really eager to hear from you and we'll talk to you soon. See ya. Okay, bye. Talk to you soon. Keep your head to the sky. Keep your